Welcome to the Transcend Health Podcast, where we aim to entertain, educate, and empower our listeners to move beyond pain and injury. Stay tuned to hear interesting conversations about rehabilitation, movement, strength and fitness, plus lots of advice to get you moving and feeling your best. Hello listeners and welcome to the Transcend Health Podcast. My name is Luke, I'm a physio here and I'm sitting down with Duncan and Ollie. And today we're talking all about deadlifts. So I might just pass the mic over to, to my right, asking the question, why do you love deadlifts and when do you use them um, in your own programming? Ah, good. Great topic. Good old deadlifts. It's uh, a lot of controversy around these, a lot of myths as well. Um, so what was the question? Why, why you love them? Yep. And also, like, when do you use them in your own programming? Yeah, gotcha. Um, well, I know Ollie loves them probably even more than I do. <laughs> but um, I, I think there's multiple reasons. It's like, why do you love anything, right? It's so hard to put into words if we want to get philosophical. But... Um, <laughs> But the main reason is is that it's a fantastic strength building tool for um, the whole body and it has a lot of crossover into other tasks. A lot of strength exercises don't necessarily have as much crossover as we like, um, but deadlifts tend to have a really good crossover into lots of other things, including lots of things we do in our daily life. It's also a really good tool to start to re-educate someone, show them, teach them, walk with them um, when they're getting over something like back pain um, and using that as a tool to show them that they can do things or how we can change things to, to change their pain experience. So that's the main reason I love deadlifts. Um, and personally, uh, in my own programming, um, I would deadlift usually if i'm doing a lot of strength work at least once a week sometimes twice a week um and i just enjoy knowing that i can pick really really heavy shit up <laughs> and that's about it i'll pass it on to ollie all right so i guess the distinction the distinction between me and uh, a lot of other people is that i do deadlifts for sport now uh, as a power lifter so the purpose of that for me is to get stronger and stronger and stronger until you know I'm, I can't improve any anymore so that's sort of why I do um, deadlifts and I do them for strength so I do really heavy weight low reps um, but the deadlift is good like Duncan said because you can do it it uses a whole heap of muscles it uses a whole heap of energy it trains a movement that is quite um, relevant to everyday life and you can do it also in a number of different ways for different purposes so for example if you're looking for a cardio workout guess what you can do deadlifts you just need to do a lot of reps and the weight needs to be lighter um, and I'm telling you you'll feel a good cardio workout when you do that uh, if you want to develop strength you can do that too by uh, making it heavier and uh, decreasing the reps um, and you can have it there as well as part of your rehab plan. If you're suffering from a back injury or a knee injury or a hip injury or a shoulder injury, whatever it is, it's a great way to start to introduce some load in a dynamic way um, that's 
I hate to use the word, but somewhat um, functional <laughs> um, for, for everyday life, meaning that there's a crossover, right, to everyday life because we do have to pick things up from the floor um, that do sometimes weigh more than, than a feather. So it is quite good in that regard. Yeah, and it's a really good exercise, just like bang for your buck as well because you can get in, lift a lot of heavy shit up, like Duncan said, and in a short amount of time and get a really good full body workout and especially for some of our clients that might only be coming in here one session a week um yeah they can get a lot of work done just with this one exercise yeah if your goal is to put on some muscle mass or to lose weight this fits the bill really well um so much better than something like a bicep curl um you know biceps are such a small muscle they chew through very little energy because of that um, compared to a deadlift, which uses so many muscle groups, your legs, your back, your core, all of that kind of stuff, all at once. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's, a great, it's a great way to, to explore some energy. So, Duncan, you mentioned that we sometimes use it yeah, with clients that maybe have suffered back pain. Mm-hmm. When people come in, they might be very fearful of doing deadlifts as well. Um, yeah, my back hurts when I deadlift. Um, it's quite a common thing people might say or they'll just be fearful to even try the movement um do you want to speak to that at all yeah for sure um i think uh, there's a lot of myths or probably even just misunderstandings that have now turned into myths because of stories that people have heard um or been told by various professionals with various backgrounds um but like I said, in the way we treat here is trying to progress people from that really acute pain state where they've flared up and they're in a lot of pain through to being able to live a better life um, without pain or sometimes they still have the pain but realise that they can still do a lot of things in spite of pain. Um, and introducing deadlifts in the later stages of that pathway is something that's really useful. It's kind of like... An analogy that I like to use with people is the um, the way to make the iron harder is to put it in the furnace. So you actually have to put some heat on it, put it under some tension to start to, to get the benefits from it. Um, and that's what we do with people. Now, we're not silly about it. We don't... We certainly have a way, all three of us or four of us here, have a way of introducing deadlifts to people... Um, who are fearful of it, um, who perhaps have injury, um, but then showing them that they are capable. Um, and it, it kind of, in a way, proves the, often proves the person wrong um, and changes their beliefs, which is really important, or shows them that there is a, an alternative perspective and um, they're allowed to start to explore lifting things up off the ground um, or lifting things up from any height um, in a safe, uh, careful environment, and we, we then progress that. So we've got heaps of stories. Dave um, Wark, Peyton, these guys started lifting 18 kilos off the ground, sweating bullets, and both of them are now lifting in excess of 130 kilos. Um, and, you know, that took months and months and months, but uh, we, we get them there. So I think that probably rounds out the question more or less do you have anything you want to add ollie yeah i mean i think the only thing to add on to that is that we're not here to try and turn everybody into power lifters 
Um, and the goal is not to make everybody as strong as they can possibly be on the deadlift. That's not the goal at all, unless it is specifically their goal, um, as is with me, for example. Um, but with people like Peyton and Dave, who we've serviced before and are still servicing today, it's about um, bringing their physical, their true physical capacity in line with their beliefs about what they can do. Um, and deadlifts is a great way to do that because it can be quite scary for a lot of people um, because of the connotations around it and because it is quite simply loading the body. It's loading the back and when you've had a back injury, that's something that people are quite hesitant to do. Um, but if you do it in the correct way, in a progressive fashion, um, that makes sense and that is that is limited by the the person's um, will uh, to most most degrees then you can make really good progress and again you can bring their expectations about what's going to happen in line with reality what their body is actually capable of and that's what you really want to be able to do so how important is like form with a deadlift i know both of you guys like have some differing opinions on this so it'd be good to hear from both of you on this, um, especially around um, having a rounded back versus having a straight back when you're deadlifting. Do you want to Yeah, this is, this is always a fun one. Um, and you're right, there is not just between Ollie and myself who have slightly differing opinions on this. Um, both can be made with very valid arguments and there's actually, you know, not a lot that, you know, Evidence-wise, could say either of us are right or wrong. There's definitely some some good points on all sides of the argument. Um, it, to me, comes down to the individual um, and what we're working with. So, for example, if your goal isn't to be a powerlifter and you know make states or nationals or world championships or whatever. Um, a lot of the cues around straightening your back and creating that tension stuff is about improving efficiency of the movement um, for performance and may not necessarily correlate to pain or safety. Um, it can in at times, but often it's not. And certainly that's the case with all sports and, and all uh, physical tasks. A lot of the cues that you hear aren't geared about towards safety. They're geared towards better performance, which can or actually can hampen safety at times. Um, so that's the first thing. And often the straight back cue, I think, is because it's generally, for most people, more efficient. Um, that being said, if I get someone with back pain and we're doing deadlifts and their back's rounded and they're getting pain and then I change the cue to make their back a bit straighter during the lift or change where the bar path is, um, which can straighten their back, and their pain decreases, 100% I'm going to cure it. But the opposite's true. If their back's fairly straight, they're getting pain, and I let them relax a little bit, and they flex, and the pain's gone, guess what? We'll work with that with that person. Um, so, yeah, the, the rounded back, the straight back, there's a huge amount of conjecture in the literature about this. I generally take it down to an individual um, perspective, working with the person that I've got in front of me, um, unless I'm really looking to ramp up the efficiency of the movement because I've got someone like Ollie who wants to be a, a world record holder. <laughs> you may not want to be a world record holder, but I'm just Hardly. throwing it out there. Um, do you want to add to that, Ollie? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think our opinions about that are different at all, actually. We both sit in the same kind of line. I think whether you talk about deadlifts or you talk about any other kind of movement, there's going to be individual ways of doing that movement. 
And a lot of people like to say, oh, well, you're not using proper form or you're not doing it in this particular way and that's bad. I hear this actually a lot where people are, are like, oh, well, I want to make sure that I do it really well with good form. Otherwise, I'm not going to get anything out of it and it's going to do me harm. It's not true. If you're going to do an exercise, if you do the exercise, you're going to get something out of it, whether you're doing it in inverted commas wrong or if you're doing it in inverted commas right. Um, and it's the same true with deadlifts. If you lift up the deadlifts and you're putting more weight on your toes than your, than your heels, you're still performing a deadlift. You're still lifting that thing off the floor and you're still getting benefit because your muscles are contracting, you're getting stronger um, and you, you know, you're achieving what you want to achieve. But again, like Duncan said, if it's causing pain or if it's causing problems, then of course we would want to try and change something, right? Whether that be the load that they're working with or whether that be the technique that they're using. Um, I'll give you another example as well. If um, somebody has cerebral palsy and they do a deadlift, well, it's not going to look like a deadlift that you and I would do, right? Because we don't have cerebral palsy. Um, but does that mean that people with cerebral palsy shouldn't deadlift? No, absolutely not. It just means that they're going to look a little bit different and they might have to adapt in different ways in order to get um, a good deadlift out for them. Yeah, that's actually a really, really good point. Um, and again, comes back to the person you're working with, regardless of uh, level of ability um, and, and what they can do. So, yeah, we are, we're probably not as different in opinion no. on that. I think the arguments we've had in the past more been around rounded back and performance but um again that's a different probably different conversation altogether to yeah and been. we can talk about that i think you know i yeah well i'll leave it up to luke <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I knew you didn't differ like um hugely on opinions but i have heard you have some healthy little conversations in the past i mean i i think um you know, if you're looking if you're looking for performance, then sure, there's probably you can have a look at the people who do it for a living, like Olympic weightlifters and and like you know world level powerlifters, and they tend to do it in a particular way, and it's the same with any athlete in any sport. They tend to at the top level do things in a particular way. It's not to say you can't be successful doing it another way, but it's to say that there's been so many generations of people that have tried to be the best at this particular activity, and this just seems to have been how people have got the best out of it. And so there's a lot to learn from that. If you're looking for performance, then why not take that and, and, and utilise it? And typically you'll find that if you do it in a similar or the way that they are doing it, you will see improvement um, in your performance. But it's not to say that that's every case. Yeah, 100%. And that just actually makes me think about uh, every day in class when we're working with people doing deadlifts one of the things you'll often hear um, one of us say is hey I'm just going to give you a cue uh, it's not about safety but we've got to play around with some different things to see if we can improve your ability to lift it and often that's just so we can start adding more weight to the bar and then showing them that they can lift heavier and, and do it um, efficiently uh, and then that leads to more weight on the bar which then means when they're moving a fridge or picking the grandkid up they feel more confident doing it they're more efficient at it um, and, and stuff like that so yeah it's, it's often about improving the efficiency in the performance um, to the level that that person wants to whether that's lifting 50 kilos or breaking the world record of 501 speaking of world records I knew there was a bit of a, a competition <laughs> between the two of you. Um, first to 200 kilos. 
Uh, I think Duncan's fizzled a little bit on that. <laughs> Ollie's seen some, you know, best bet to win that one. Do you want to give us uh, an update on how that's going or talk us through some of that? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, um, I have fizzled on it. My training goals have changed a little bit only because I was looking for some variety. I've taken up golf, which takes out some time for my uh, strength training. Um, because guess what, like all things, you can train specifically for golf and get better at it. Um, so I'm spending a bit more time on that and doing less deadlifting. So um, so that's kind of hampered my 200 kilo journey. The other thing is I kind of got to a point where I'm like, personally, I'm not trying to be a powerlifter like Ollie is. And... Um, and it might sound like I'm making excuses, but uh, <laughs> but I, I, my my goal wasn't to be a, a competitive powerlifter. It was just to be strong enough to do, be presented with whatever life throws at me, and um, and be able to handle it. And I feel like I've reached that point, and I can put it on maintenance. Um, and that for me is I personally my one RM for a deadlift is 190 kilos so 10 kilos short of the 200 which was winning but is and now no longer and i'll let ollie take over from there <laughs> well it's the same so we're both on 190 it's just that i'm more recent i guess to uh maintain the 190 perhaps yeah um, i don't think i do 190 right now if you ask me to yeah <laughs> neither could i right now but <laughs> did on the weekend very good well I think we'll probably wrap that one there unless you got anything else to add on the topic. No, I don't think so. I think just to wrap it up, I think the deadlift is a fantastic movement. It's not all about just loading the back. It can be used for a general kind of strengthening, general conditioning as well, or a bit of both. Um, it can be used to enhance um, performance on a variety of different sports, including powerlifting, obviously. Um, it can be used to break down a person's ideologies about lifting and, and their injury, um, which is primarily, I guess, what we would use it for here um, in the physio clinic, um, and a whole host of other things. It's such a dynamic exercise. It's something that's got a lot of stigma attached to it, typically negative, which needs to be broken down and really thought about. Um, because when you do, you realise that a deadlift is, is there's really nothing wrong with it, um, and the problems usually arise when you're doing um, uh, too great a load or, or too much volume. Um, that typically is where problems arise with any kind of physical activity, uh, and, and technique is, is a little bit secondary to that. I know that's a good place to to end it there. I know. Thanks, guys, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Transcend Health Podcast. Please share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes.